Hello, welcome to today's daily devotional. My name is Chinenia and I'm one of the members of the congregation at Holy Trinity Church. It is my pleasure to share today's message with you from Nehemiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 14. I personally love the book of Nehemiah because there's so many useful um, lessons in there about different challenges we might face in life. And today's message um, teaches us about how we might be able to deal with fearful situations, particularly fears that might deal that might link into our insecurities or might come from feeling threatened or intimidated. So the story so far is that Nehemiah was the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes of Persia at a time when is the Israelites were returning from exile back to Jerusalem. And he hears that the walls of Jerusalem are still in a state of disarray. And he decides that, that he has a calling from God to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild those walls. Unfortunately, King Artaxerxes um, is favorable to this and allows Nehemiah to go back and rebuild the walls. And so Nehemiah is leading the Israelites in the rebuilding of the walls. And actually, it's going quite well at this point. The walls have almost been complete, completed, and all that remains is for the gates to be put on. But of course, there is a catch, as there always is. And Nehemiah has been facing significant opposition from his enemies, particularly Tobiah the Ammonite, Sanballat the Horonite, and Geshem the Arab. Um, and when they hear that the walls are almost complete, they basically redouble their efforts in threatening Nehemiah and the Israelites. Now I can imagine this is the last thing Nehemiah needed at this time. He's carrying out a huge project under a lot of pressure. And I don't know about you, but I have to deal with my insecurities on a daily basis. But when you have a huge target and a risk of failure at stake, that is when those insecurities are the loudest. And the last thing you need at that time is negativity coming from the outside, whether it's from scary news reports or social media reports or from those around you, be it work colleagues or um, family members who are just saying negative things that resonate with the fears and insecurities you already have inside you. Sometimes we might not even recognize that it's fear we're dealing with. We just wonder why we feel so irritable all the time or why we're angry or tired or losing our tempers. And sometimes that's because we're too, we're so anxious, it's too scary to actually name that fear. But the first lesson we learn from Nehemiah is that naming the fear that you're facing is actually the most important thing. So the first lesson is that Nehemiah names and shames the problems that he faces. So one of the threats he gets from um, Tobias and Balat and Geshem is they say to him that we are going to send an unsealed letter to King Artaxerxes, basically saying that you are leading a re rebellion of the Jews against him and you are going to crown yourself as king. Um, and this is a scheme that will threaten his reputation to King Artaxerxes. And you can imagine if he gets fearful in this situation, he'll be thinking King Artaxerxes is going to hear this. Their rumors are going to go around because the letter is unsealed. So anyone can read this and then he'll send an army and then I'll be killed. And I, I would just go into a fear spiral at this point. But Nehemiah doesn't do that. He basically names and shames the problem. He says he says to his enemies, Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking that our hands, their hands, will get weak for the work and it will not be completed. And that is because when we are fearful, fear can paralyze us. But actually, if you face that fear and name it, it actually diminishes the fear and can enable you to hit the crux of the problem and come up with a more viable solution. The second way that they threatened um, Nehemiah was by saying, getting um, a man called Shemaiah 
the son of Deliah, to give Nehemiah frightening news. And what he said, this is someone that Nehemiah could normally, should normally have been able to trust. But what Shemaiah says to Nehemiah is this, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you. By night, they're coming to kill you. So this is again frightening that now they're not only threatening his reputation, but also his life. But again, Nehemiah calmly just thinks this through and he says, I realize that God had not sent him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this. And then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. So again, Nehemiah is able to sit and look at the issue in the eye instead of spiraling and worrying about getting killed. He says, "What is actually? who is this person? What is he actually saying? Does it make sense? Does my fear make sense? Or am I just allowing myself to be drawn into somebody else's issues? And when he realizes that, he's able again to go to the next step, which is to hand the problem over to God. When we have these fears, when I say we should name them, it doesn't mean we should engage in the fears and keep going off into a spiral. It's to name them calmly, see what they are. And then as Nehemiah did, he handed them over to God. So what he said to God was this. When he realized that, firstly, um, his enemies were trying to paralyze them with fear and weaken their hands, Nehemiah prays a very simple prayer to God. He says, now strengthen my my hands. They're trying to weaken my ha- hands, so strengthen my hands. He doesn't go into a long, elaborate prayer about God, if they do this, can you do that? And when they do this, can you do that? No, he just keeps it simple. This is the crux of the problem. Help me in this way, please, Lord. And the second thing is he hands the people themselves over to God. He says, remember Tobiah and Sambalat, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Nodiah and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So he hands it over to God. And this goes well with um, a lesson from other parts of the Bible. In Psalm 37, verses 1 and 78, the advice is, do not fret because of those who are evil or be anxious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. And from verse 7, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. And when I'm trying to stop myself from fretting, one of the things I remember is from 1 John 4, 18, where it says, perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. And that's because the verses around the, um, that past, that uh, message help explain this. So in 1 John 4, verse 15, it says, All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God and have God living in them, have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. Verse 18, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And that shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So perfect love dries out fear means that if we have experienced God's perfect love and understand that he sent his son to die for us, that should allow us to hand over any fears we have to him, trusting that God will deliver us. And so let us pray. Heavenly Father, At this point, we want to hand over any fears, insecurities, and issues we have to you. 
We trust you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for loving us and for sending your Son to die for us as a demonstration of that amazing love. Father God, enable us to continue to trust in you and to experience the peace of handing over to you all our fears and insecurity. In Jesus' name, amen.